This podcast is supported by Red Energy, powered by the mighty Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Red is 100% Australian owned and local. Phone 131 806. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blades. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. And welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze, all thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. We have had a little bit of a break over the festive season, but it is so great to have you back in the studio, Shana, thanks to Red Energy. Yes, of course, Shana is a designer, an author, a TV presenter on Selling Houses Australia and The Block and, and a whole lot more. Shana, welcome back. How are you this uh, first episode for 2021? Oh, woohoo is all I can say. (laughs) It's so exciting to really get back and do more talk about design and really not just hearing me waffle on. I think it's a great thing. And, you know, speaking to other people with their experiences and I think sharing design ideas and experiences is what really engages people. So I'm really looking forward to this series. Yes, we are here to inspire you. I have to mention Shana, that I am not great at Christmas, not great at Christmas gifts at all. What did I do? Went straight to Harris Scarf, bought everyone in the family, my stepkids included, your gorgeous bath sheets, the most generous bath towels I've ever um, had, and was a big hit at Christmas when I presented the Shana Blaze bath sheets for everyone. Oh so, my God. Thank you. That's awesome. And and I have to say a bath sheet does spoil you because oh, yeah. if you just use a normal bath towel after getting used to a bath sheet, you feel like you've got a postage stamp. Like it's terrible. It ruins you as much as they're amazing. And, you know, once you use a bath sheet, you can't go back. No, exactly. I am now throwing out half of the linen closet and going, I've just got to upgrade because these are not adequate. Also must thank you for all of your inspiration last year. And I've also been doing uh, the podcast Under the Hammer, thanks to Direct Connect, who are related to Red Energy. That's all about real estate. So mm-hmm. what did I do? Sold my house, a little cottage in Ballarat that I think I've mentioned on the show before. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of days, sight unseen, except for a FaceTime inspection with my sister, because I couldn't make the inspection, bought a little house in the country, wow. an old cottage on two and a half acres. So thank you for your inspiration. I will try not to hassle you for any Renault tips, but oh, it feels so good to think that like so many other people, the whole lockdown experience last year, there was some positives out of it. And it's like, this is what I want for my life in the future. I'm just going to go for it. I, and I think that's amazing because two and a half acres means you do have that peace, that serenity. And, you know, a lot of people are moving away from the major cities because our life doesn't have to be around that connection of the position of where you work anymore. So I think what you are doing is probably what half of Australia has done or wants to do. So I think hearing your story through all this will be really exciting. And any little uh, tips as to what you've been up to? I'm guessing it's just work, work, work for you, Shana. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, this time it is. Like last year during you know the second lockdown, it was very, very quiet for me. But really the world has just decided, well, Australia, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to do it, is that we're going to be living this for a while. We've just got to get up and, and make it happen. Yeah, I've been flat out. I've got, I've got to say I'm quite shocked how fast 21 has started. And even though... 
you know, we're going into lockdown again and we've got all these things happening around the virus. People are working out how to live with it and I think that's the most important thing. Now, Shana, every time I mentioned that I was doing a podcast with you last year and I mentioned you, I mentioned The Block. Do you know what the number one thing people ask me about is about the last season of The Block? I don't because I can't even imagine there's 10 million questions. Look, so it, it was a series that did throw up a whole lot of sort of predicaments, but... Mostly everyone just says, I want to know what Jimmy and Tam are doing and how it all panned out. You know, we had the big auction night. And as sometimes happens in real estate, not everything is the perfect dream wrapped up in a bow. And I think we've even seen that. I mean, as we're recording this, we've gone into lockdown in Melbourne for five days. Mm. All of the auctions that were scheduled for the weekend just gone got cancelled. So it's a bit of an unpredictable beast, this whole auction and sale thing, isn't it? Uh, it is. And, and I think also, like, you know, the interest in Jimmy and Tam is, you know, they were so unique. They are. They're so unique. They're so different. They're so talented. And they came out from day one showing us who they are and what they want to be. And they stuck to their guns and their personal style. And that's something that I admired through the whole process. And, you know, a lot of people go, ah, oh, your favourites won again. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, and I get that all the time. It's like, you know, I, I don't favour anybody. I've, I actually want to celebrate good design, gusto, um, passion, and if somebody nails it, I want to celebrate it. Well, I thought who better to ask about how are Jimmy and Tam going than Jimmy and Tam themselves. So, look, I did uh, go to the lovely people at Channel 9 behind your back, Shana, and organise an interview. So, Jimmy and Tam from the block, welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. And, hey, I'm Jane. Great to have you on the show. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks for having us. Oh, so excited. And, and to tell you the truth, like a lot of the listeners, I want to know what you're doing too because, you know, we see what you're doing on Instagram, but... You know, that this is a chance to get a little bit more up close and personal and, and for you to tell us how you are. Yeah, well, we have uh, we've made the move up to the Sunshine Coast from Brisbane. Uh, we just thought it was the right time. Everything that was coming our way was pulling us towards the Sunshine Coast. And Tam's parents and a lot of her dad's side of the family already live up here. And Frankie was due to start school this year, so we thought, let's just get up there, get her settled into a school so she doesn't have to change, and, and you know, let's let's start our new beginning up there. That's, and that's we are interesting. Loving it. You're loving it? Because I remember, um, Tam, you and I had a little conversation just in one of the last um, end of the judging, and you were saying that you want to move down to Melbourne for opportunities. Uh, what was it about Sunshine Coast then that drew you up there instead of coming down to good old lockdown Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like home. It, this is this essentially was our second home because my parents live here. And we are getting just as many, if not more, opportunities up this way. And we're Queenslanders. And I think living out the Queensland dream, like we we feel so at home here. I still love Melbourne, absolutely love it. But it's every opportunity that we've had has just, yeah, like Jimmy said, drawn us to Noosa. And we've been so blessed and so we're so humbled by all of the opportunities that we've had so far and we just can't wait to see where it takes us really. Oh, can you let us know what some of these opportunities are? <laughs> well, the biggest one at the moment is we, we have been lined up for another TV show with the Nine Network, which oh. is which is. Exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. We're, we're so- Thank you. We're so excited. 
Well, I think, you know, from what Jane was saying before, what is Jimmy and Tam up to? People want to know more about you. So I think that's absolutely brilliant and I'll be watching without a doubt. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really excited. We can't wait to um, get back in that world because we had so much fun on the block doing all that sort of stuff. So it's, um, yeah, we, we can't wait. We can't wait. Uh, Jimmy, I hope it's a show that allows you to continue to wear workwear pretty much 24-7 because, Tam, I did notice on your Insta you really struggle <laughs> to get him in anything other than high, high-vis and uh, fluoro workwear. So I hope it's not a, sh- a suit and tie kind of a gig, is it? <laughs> well, you'll have to wait and see, but I hope not because, honestly, he lives in the stuff. He absolutely loves it. And I'm a bit of a fashionista and his fashion drives me nuts. So getting him out of workwear, it it would actually be really nice. (laughs) It's where I'm comfortable. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) I I think the contrast of you two is what makes it magical anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, guys, we have to face the hard facts that you really did have a little tough uh, twist at the end of the block after winning the competition and, you know, so many people raving about that stunning home that you designed. So can you give us a sort of hint? Look, I'm assuming without knowing too much from the inside that there are perhaps legal proceedings in place. Is it still on the market? Can someone still buy your Palm Springs inspired beauty in Brighton? Um, as far as we know, it is it is still on the market and that's pretty much all we know. I mean, that's as, that's all we can delve into with it. Um Hopefully someone has fallen in love with it during the airing of the show and and really wants to buy it and who knows, maybe even Danny. (laughs) And I I think that's the interesting thing too because, you know, we wouldn't have got up to that price if it wasn't for Danny and, and, you know, the the winning so-called winning bid was only like $1,000 I think over what Danny had. So it was going to get that price no matter what. And if he bought your place, maybe some of the others wouldn't have got that price because he wouldn't have bought he bought other three, not, you know, yours. So, um, you know, in the end, I think it's going to be positive and I, I really think people should acknowledge that you got the figure. You really did. Um, it's just unfortunate that it ended under those circumstances. Yeah, 100%. It was, and, that, and that's the way we need to look at it as well and we have been looking at it. Like whether the person that did make the fake bid was there or not, Danny's bid was still super high and way higher than everyone else's so on that, we still would have won the block. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I just say one little thing? Um, do you remember when, of course you do remember, but um, you were auctioning off the dining table because the <laughs> the fake bidder, you know, said, oh, well, I, I want it how Jimmy and Tam had it and, you know, didn't want a dining table. So I had to suck um, humble pie and um, promote it and be one of the first people to say, well, if that's what the buyer doesn't want, that's what the buyer doesn't want. So I just want to say, hmm, maybe it wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) How did we know you were going to go there? (laughs) Always the judge. Maybe we're taking a slice of that pie back. I would love you to take a slice of that pie. (laughs) (laughs) But tell us honestly, if you did do another home, would you still stand by that choice not to put in a dining table? Or have you kind of now, you know, you say you're at where your parents are, Tam, and you're with family, and I guess the family is a real focus. Would you still choose not to build with a dining table? When we made the decision for the dining table, it was space-related and You've got hardly any time to make quick decisions. It's it's so fast paced. And going back, you can fit a bigger table in that space, 
So, yes, we'd change what we did, but, you know, we still don't, like, we loved every single thing we did in that house and would not change a thing other than the dining table, but that's fine. That's fine. And you know what? That That's so true because people do forget the fast pace and the quick decisions you have to make. And, you know, you're doing the kitchen first and, you know, we all get told that kitchens sell houses. And so, you know, you give over a lot of real estate to the kitchen without sort of thinking of the knock-on effect. So I, th- I think it's, you know... One of those things in design and also in my career from, you know, because I went straight from high school into design school then working is that you must make mistakes to learn. And this is something that you're saying that you'll learn from it. It's it's a space related thing and it's about decisions that you make that will have knock on effect. So if it's going to make you better at what you do for whatever this new show may be, um, then I think it's a great thing that it happened. Yeah, 100%. That's it. And that's exactly right. And that's the beast of the block. It moves so quickly and you've got to, you know, once you make a decision, you just have to own it. Yeah, and, and that's what we did. Like yeah. when we did make decisions, even if in your head you know that it might not be the right one, you've just got to look like you know what you're doing. You've got to be confident in your decisions because it's such a, a tough environment. And to to have that mentality, you kind of need to just to, to keep your head in the game. Yeah, and I think that's what people loved about both of you is that you did um, have very strong decisions. And, you know, if things didn't work, you were open to it too. And I think I think that's what the great thing is that you're human. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, the biggest, the biggest one was the uh, the whole walk-in robe thing, and and I mean that was uh, yeah. that. I, said, I think we got to Wednesday when we realised that we totally cooked that space and, and <laughs> should have done it the way we did it um, now, the way it resides yeah. as it is. But you know, as again, the the beast of the block. One, if you get to Wednesday, you can't change the whole layout of your rooms. You've just got to run with it. Yeah, I think I think the great thing is that you knew it was something that wasn't working and you were still working on other rooms and you went back and fixed it. And it was never a space that um, was judged and it was something that was more like a, you know, coming back and going, yep, you owned it, you did that. And, you know, especially in that price point and the size of the houses, walk-in robes are very important. (laughs) Now, I've seen you posting on Insta as well about having some wardrobe envy at the moment. Uh, You sort of said you're living out of boxes at the moment because you're at your parents' house. (laughs) Do you actually think it's a really good thing for you guys to have this almost a forced space? I'm assuming you haven't purchased, I mean, you see selling houses Australia. It's like, don't buy something till you've definitely sold the last thing. (laughs) It's always sort of, you know, still hanging in the balance at the moment. But you're going to have a lot of time to be collecting design inspiration for whatever you choose to do next has it been kind of good for you to have moved out of that beautiful luxury into the boxes in the spare room to give you a chance to think about what's actually going to be really important for you in a family home most definitely we are we're actually really loving it because we're obviously on the domain app all the time looking at different houses where we're trying to work out what is going to be you know the appropriate house for us where we want to be that and it's different because I've got a few different mood boards happening with which house we would buy because there's there's different types of houses, obviously. So I'm not getting stuck in on one thing. I've got a few different mood boards happening so that if I do go for one sort of house, I can have that sort of design because the house that we get now, we don't want this to be our forever house. 
because we've got big dreams and ambitions to do our off-the-grid barn that we did on the block for the Lego Challenge. That's wow. something that we want to make in the future. So so this house is going to be something that it's gonna we're going to absolutely love, but we do want to rent out one day and then in the future have this beautiful barn. So I've got a lot of inspo for that one as well. But um, I'm, I'm always drawing inspiration from everything. Even if we go to, we went to a restaurant the other night and we looked up and the, the ceiling of this restaurant was just beautiful. So you can draw inspiration from anywhere. So mm. yeah, we're always trying to think of different things and work out different ways of creating beautiful spaces. Absolutely love that. And I think that's the thing, you know, you've got your mood boards, but you've got your eyes open looking up, down and around. And and that's really where um, inspiration comes from. If you take it from just one area, that's copy and pasting. So really glad to hear that. Yeah, everywhere we go, we're always looking at the different architecture and different styling and just getting ideas for for anything that we may be doing in the future. I mean, you know, all of our mind banks are so large. So just having those 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 images imprinted in your head will help you in the long run for sure. Yeah, love it, love it. So the Palm Springs thing was such a part of, of the Brighton renovation. So for anyone sort of wanting to emulate that style, do you do you still sort of hold on to that aesthetic or have you kind of moved on, Tam, and thinking, oh, the next one might be more country cosy or, you know, or is it really part of your design aesthetic and you'll probably use elements of that in anything you do in the future? I will definitely use elements of it, but I think like design, it's constantly moving and there's always new things coming out. So I don't, I'm definitely going to draw different aspects from the house, but that house was designed because it fitted in that space so well. We wanted it to be mid-century modern, but we wanted it to be really Palm Springs vibe, but coastal as well. So it fitted in that area perfectly for Brighton. If you know a different a different house, it's going to have different stuff. So, yeah, and the the architecture of that house from Julian Brenchley, like we had to pay homage to that design that he put into that house. So, I mean, if we had have not gone as risky as we did, I don't think it would have suited that house. Like you no. just you look at the angles and the architecture that he put into that house, and even him himself, when he walked through the house, he's like, this is exactly what I envisioned for this house, the way I designed it. So, I mean, that's all you need to hear from an architect is that you, you hit the nail on the head for what they wanted. I, I think um, I put that down to bravery because a lot of people, um, you know, there were a lot of angles and it wasn't an easy one to work with. And I think we did say that on one one reveal, I think it was a bedroom upstairs that, you know, the way the windows were and, and how they sort of really could have hindered some design, but you were throwing yourself at it and to celebrate it. And and I think that's what um, a lot of people loved about what you do is that you were always brave and it wasn't just sticking to your uh, ideas and it wasn't just sort of doing bold choices of colour. It was being brave at how you approached it. Yeah, we really did try. When we found out that we did get onto the block, we wanted to be different. We wanted to, 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 you know, do something that they hadn't seen on the show before because we've been block fans for years and years and years and obviously you see the same things each year and we wanted to really create something to talk about and I think we really did that, which we're really, really proud of. And and I think the good thing about that is that, you know, 
it makes the other contestants want to step up. So that that's what's exciting. But you hit the nail on the head of like you've seen some series where it looked a bit same-same, not so much the odds low, but there was a couple of series where it was same-same. And as judges, uh, it became a little bit ad nauseum for us. And, you know, if we're going to give opinions and advice, you've got to really step up and be noticed. But do it for a reason. Don't just do it for the sake of it. So I just feel you really got that balance right. Oh, thank you. That's really big coming from you, Shana. Thank you. Lovely. Well, you know, I'm, I, I am hard, but it's all about being fair and giving the right advice where it's needed. Guys, I, I'm a keen um, Facebook marketplace buyer at the moment, as Shana and I talked at the top of the show, um, having bought a little property in the country. Do you realise that I think you were responsible for inflating the price of anything to do with Breeze blocks for a start, <laughs> and also any look mid-century modern furniture was uh, always going to be kind of you know pricey and hard to get. But honestly, I think you must get in within about thirty seconds in Melbourne at the moment to have any chance of getting some of these things. And people are selling those breeze blocks that were such a feature of your landscaping for way more than I thought anyone would ever pay for old concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, everywhere. I think everywhere we look now, even in new builds and everything that we we watch online is is it's it's coming back and it, it's back. I mean, people are putting breeze blocks everywhere at the moment, and that modern mid century is really big at the moment with with all architecture and, and interior design. So. It's like anything. I think it gets popular. People see a market in it and uh, want to put the price up. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty much what real estate is at the moment. People think they're never going to get a home. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Up here on the Sunshine Coast, the real estate market is, is, is through the roof. Like, I mean, houses that would have been selling for about... Five fifty, six hundred, six months ago, and now selling for eight hundred to yeah. eight fifty. Like it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It is, and it, it, I think it's the same all round. Like you know, my my son and his fiance have been trying to buy a place, and you know what was six fifty um, is now a million. Yeah. And it's, that's yeah. not even a house, so it's quite it's quite depressing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. It is. It is. We'll just be with mum and dad for a bit longer. Good idea. (laughs) I think not too long. Not too long. I can't stay here for that long. It is almost a rite of passage for young Australians now to not be able to just jump into a home and to spend some time with mum and dad. And I think you will never regret that time. I don't know about you, Shana, but like there's something really lovely to think you're close enough to some of your family to actually be able to live in the spare room, isn't there? Oh, my daughter's back now. She's living with me. She's a bit of a gypsy. She'll travel the world, travel the states, and then go, mm, not working. I'll come back home and reboot. Oh, this is what I'm going to do. But yeah, we've all done it at some stage, and it doesn't hurt. Now, guys, advice for couples renovating if we've got people listening to Homestyle, which of course is brought to you by Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. What would you sort of say about maybe preparing yourself? Look, not not anyone's going to be able to get into something as hardcore as the block, but heading into a renovation with your partner, did you learn things you never knew about each other during that process? Oh, not really. I think we we're pretty we're pretty tight before we went in. I mean, it made it definitely made us stronger, and and we both have a, a different kind of respect for each other because we'd both never seen each other in that. Um, you know, world. So seeing that both of us were flourishing throughout every sort of restriction that we had and, and you know, the the pressures of the block, I mean, we, we gained more respect for each other in that way. But yeah. I, mean, I don't think there's any sort of 
tips. I think the best tip would be know your job. Yeah. You need to know your job. So Tam's job was the styling. My job was running the site. We never butted heads on anything to do with that. Like obviously I had little inputs with things, but I just had to back Tam 100% and she had to back me with running the site 100%. And that's that's probably the best advice is just don't get tied up on the little things. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And it did – we – because we worked so well together, like when I was at Beaumont Tiles, I wouldn't have to call Jimmy and say, do you like this tile or anything like that? Because I knew what I, my vision of the space and Jimmy trusted me with my vision. So there was, yeah, like Jimmy said, there was no, our communication was so good and it just made the whole team flow seamlessly. So it went from the builders through the whole the whole thing. It just went so good. And I think our relationship now is definitely so much stronger from doing the show. I yeah, 100%. 100%. Wow. One tip would be hire a painter. Hire a painter. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it, – don't you think people underestimate how hard painting is? And, you know, the I know it's one of those things that you do on the block because it is – you don't need, you know, um, a plumber's certificate, an electrician's um, certificate um, sign-off at the end, but it's not easy to get a good finish. No, no, it's definitely not. Painting's one of those trades that anyone can do, but not many people are good at it. Ah. Like, uh, it's one – Every Anyone painter in go. Australia will thank you for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's not an easy job, that's for sure. I mean, no. there's so much involved in getting a, a nice finish on on painting, and it's it I, it all comes down to prep as well. Like if you don't prep it right, then it's all going to look horrible. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm there. Got my hand up on I, that one. I've just written a massive, massive note, just going hire a painter. <laughs> Guilty of thinking I can do that myself. And, guys, in terms of the physical grind and, and like you said, you know, little Frankie, it must have been a while before you came down off the high of the show and the physical exhaustion. Was it just like curled up in the corner for a few weeks and just being as close to your child as you could after that separation? Yes. Yes, it is. And (laughs) you honestly, even now, I am still exhausted. I'm still mentally drained. It is it's so much harder than what you think it's going to be on the TV. I, I really don't think it does it any justice for exactly how hard it is. It's, it's straining. And then when you do get to come back and spend valuable time with your family, you realize how important they are, but you also realize you've accomplished something so big for your family, which is just the most gratifying thing. It was just, it, yeah. Awesome. You, you, you both had it, all of them, all the contestants had it different to anybody else ever in the fact that this was extended in a long time and then there was that six-week break in the middle. And it was one of those things where we were all wondering, oh, is everyone going to come back broken or is everyone going to come back um, invigorated? Um, I'd like to know how you spent that time in between because it was about six weeks break between the beginning and the um, the second part of filming and everyone did come back invigorated. Everyone had done their research. What, what did you guys sort of foreplan when you were coming back? Well, we, I, th- I think the, the break for us, we found hard in a way of we were overthinking everything we'd already done. We were overthinking everything we had planned. So, I mean, there was times there where we were on the phone to Kinsman trying to change our kitchen. 
like in that six-week break, which we couldn't do because they'd already pretty much made it, which we're so thankful that we couldn't change it because if we had, if it had have gone the way we thought we wanted to, to go in that lockdown, then it wouldn't have turned out as great, as good as it is. But it's just mentally, it, it was it was really draining to you know just thinking, trying to trying to prepare yourself for what was to come and. Obviously, we knew what was left of the build, but we didn't know what order it was coming in and we didn't know, you know, exactly where we were going with the build. Like, I mean, and we, we tried not to do too much planning because, I mean, the beauty of the block is just winging it as you go. Yeah. Like, I mean, so you can do as much prep as you want, but you can, you know, there's some things you just, you don't have time to execute or you don't have the facilities to execute. So, I mean, we didn't go too deep into designing much more. No. That's really interesting because I I think your analogy there of overthinking it and and sort of not sort of the best thing about the block was not knowing. So you both always looked happy. You looked vibed. Did you treat every week as a ride? Here we go again. What's going to (laughs) happen? 100%. One hundred percent. It was a it was like it was dead set a roller coaster. Like you go up on highs and you come down on lows and then you go again and then you, you have to be really good at letting things go. Like you have a bad week, you just go, Well, that's done, let's go again. Exactly. And it's so true. Like if you dwell on something, it just becomes a bigger, 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 bigger issue inside your head. And you've gotta you've really gotta get over things fast. You've got to move on because the week in itself is hard enough and you've got to let things go. Like some of the judges' comments, they, you'd get them stuck in your head and you'd just replay that over and over again. And there's other people in the series that had a lot of issues with that. And after it, we would literally go, no, nah, it's Monday now, think of Monday. You've got to just worry about the week at hand. Yeah. And you also have to, on the block, you don't, the fun doesn't just happen. You have to make the fun. So you've got to remember why you're there. You've got to remember the experience that you've been given. So you've got to make the most of every single moment. So it's just, there's a lot of people that would have wanted to be in our shoes. So we weren't taking anything for granted. I think I think the applications for the next block have just gone up by ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, everyone should do it because there's there's so much more to the experience than what you see on TV. Like, I mean, the, the friendships that we made with the people behind the cameras, the lifelong friendships that we still talk to those people to this day. I mean, mm. because you, what people don't realise is we don't really see the other contestants that much because we're all stuck in our own houses. But who we do see day in, day out are the producers and the cameramen and the sound guys. So you actually become really close to those people and and they become your mates. Yeah, good to hear. I love it. I think there's also a future for you guys as um, renovation therapists because that positive spin (laughs) you've just put on things. I'd love to have you on the end of the line going, talk me out of this hole. I just can't get over this. (laughs) You can call us any time. We'll there's help. A, there's a business idea. <laughs> oh, too funny. I have like, I have to say, like one of the biggest things working with clients is being a therapist, and I, I like I've psychoanalyzed so many people, and that is just a big thing that people's men- mental state in final decisions is crucial. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and guys, did you watch the whole series back? Like, I mean, it, you know, there was a time lag and everything, but did you actually watch how the other couples came off on camera and were you happy with the way you were portrayed? Oh, good one, Jane. 
We watched it. We watched it when Australia watched it. We watched it on the, you know, every night of the week. We did, we never missed an episode when it was airing. And I mean, yeah, we can't complain with how we were portrayed. I mean, not at all. I no. don't. For you know, I, I know a lot of people do have issues with how they were in inverted commas portrayed. But I mean, there's no no one's making anyone say or do anything, you know, behind the camera. Everything that's said and done is is said and done without prompt. So, I mean, it's, you know, you can't really be too upset about how you portray it. It is, it's, it's, again, it's reality TV. I mean, and it's 100% reality. Yeah, I've always had to do that too. If it came out of your mouth, it came out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, congratulations on uh, obviously having taken a few ups and downs in your stride. And let's all hope that we see the big sold sign on the front of the Palm Springs inspired, beautiful home that you created on the block last year in Brighton. And for listeners in Brisbane, if you're listening to this uh, in the week that we release it, you guys are actually going to be at the Autumn Home Show in Brisbane at the Convention and Exhibition Centre. That runs on the 26th and 27th of Feb, but you're going to be there on the 26th signing some autographs, I'm assuming, and maybe handing out a bit of advice. Yeah, we are. So we've been invited to the home show and we're going to have a little bit of a chat to the audience and and sign some autographs and take photos. And and we're we're even going to bring a couple of special memorabilia items from the block, uh, which which no one would have seen firsthand. I can guarantee that. So that's pretty exciting in itself. Oh, I love it. Um, Tam, are you going to wear your junction top, the junction? Oh, I could. I loved that. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. I actually, I probably will do that, Shana. I Good. will. Good to hear. Make sure you post a picture of it. Okay, I will. I promise. <laughs> well, and if you'd like all the details as to how to get up, free tickets for the Autumn Home Show and Jimmy and Tam there on the 26th, just head to their Instagram at Jimmy and Tam and you'll find the link. Guys, good luck with the TV show. Maybe we'll have to get you back on the podcast when you can tell us more about it. But mm. thank you so much for being on Homestyle. Oh, thank no you so much for having, having us. us. Oh, Jimmy and Tam there from season 2020 of The Block and just so good, Shana, to hear how strong their relationship is and I think there'd be other couples kind of envying their experience. I think I think that's the thing. Like there was no sort of um, meltdown from them because it was real. You you can't be on that type of show for that amount of time and try and be somebody that you're not. So mm. I think their respect for each other is something that a lot of people would really love. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get the feeling sometimes if there's little cracks or minor faults in a relationship, the block isn't the best place to sort those out. And, you know, the funny thing is they were saying, you know, everyone should do it and I'm just in the back of my mind going, no, not everybody should do it. Just, you know, have fun but maybe don't do that. Oh, dear. And, look, we're going to be catching up with other couples from the block in the next uh, few episodes because it really is intriguing to hear what they're doing now to inspire people to think that you can go from having a passion for design and for renovation to actually making it perhaps a career. And we're also going to be delving into a little new thing for you, TikTok, Shana. I know yes. that, oh, look, mm. you've started and I've started following you. I think you're the first person I've ever followed on TikTok. <laughs> but we actually want to hear from listeners. Perhaps there's a little hack or a design tweak that you might want to know more about. People are going to TikTok for things like recipes and for design ideas. It's gone way more than just your 15 seconds of, of entertainment gaggy kind of videos, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You know, it really sort of came out during that very first 
first lockdown worldwide about, you know, doing dancing and, and miming and all that sort of thing. But it's such a bigger, broader place to do that. And um, I'm going to do a few styling design hacks. So nothing big. Don't ask me about knocking down walls, but just something, <laughs> very simple style hacks of what you'd like to see of like, you know, in a colour or what do I do with how I'm setting my table? Sure. Really simple ones you can get in 15 seconds. Okay. Well, you can send us a message. Perhaps you've even got your own TikTok account and you're doing those sort of things. We'd love to check it out or send us a little challenge or something you'd like to see, or you can just ask Shana a question. Send us an email, podcasts at sen.com.au. I am answering all of your emails and we'd love to hear from you in future episodes. Thank you, Shana. Thanks, Jane. And I'm just so excited we're getting to talk to people this time. It's, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. And this has all been thanks to Red Energy. Yes, with a customer solutions team based in Melbourne, you can switch to Red Energy today. Thanks for listening to Homestyle. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy. Born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. This podcast is supported by Red Energy. Powered by the mighty Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy, Red is 100% Australian-owned and local. Phone 131 806.